April 23rd, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim. We're up to Perik Yod Bet. Perik Yod Bet deals with Bidarke Keniyata Nikiyut. It's dealing with the pathways, the, the ways to acquire this character trait known as Nikiyut, cleanliness. We talked about it over the course of the long Perik Yod Aleph. The Pirte Midata Nikiyut, what was entailed in this Midav Nikiyut, the ins and outs of being scrupulous and careful with regards to both mitzvot, averot, and character traits. And over here, we're going to reinforce, well, what's the way that a person can bring themselves to that? The derech to the kinyan. What's the approach to it? Writes Mesilat Yesharim, Hineha Emsa'i Ha'amiti. The true mechanism, the best medium and way to Nikiyut, Liknota Nikiyut, who hatmadat It's a continuous and constant reading of the words of the rabbis. Which words of the rabbis? There are many. Both with regards to the actual halachot, just to know them. Mesilat Yesharim will in a moment make clear we have a tendency to forget. But furthermore, Musarim, not only to know and be aware of and remember the halachot, but to reinforce Musar, words of rebuke, both in Talmud and Midrashim and a book like Mesilat Yesharim. And now he explains exactly what can and will be fulfilled through doing this. Again, the fulfillment of Nikiyut is through a life in which we're careful with regards to our actions and with regards to our character traits. The way to get there is through a constant and continuous study of these words, which will bring me to it. I mean, we sometimes confuse the mechanism and the outcome. For example, when it comes to the mitzvah of Ahavat Hashem, Arambam writes at the beginning of Sefer Hamada, it's through appreciating HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything, going out into nature and observing and truly letting it penetrate your system in order to, well, over there he leaves it at Ahavat Hashem. But that didn't describe the fulfillment. That described the mechanism. You have to read all the way till the end of Sefer Hamadah and Perik Yod and Chot Teshubah, the very last chapter in Sefer Hamadah. And Harambam over there says, what is Ahava Hareuya? The Ahava over there, he says, is constant thought of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It means that through a conscious approach to life, to nature, to existence, I come to that fulfillment. So over here as well, it might be in the opposite uh, uh, order, First, he described, well, what is it that Nikiyut is? Nikiyut said, Mesilat Yesharim is being careful with regards to all the laws and all the character traits that we fall prey to in a, in a, in a very often fashion. Perek Yodbet now, he says, but how do I get to sustaining it? How do I get to achieving it? He says it's through study of Divre Chachamim with regards to Halachot and Musarim. Kihine. There needs to be, as he wrote at the end of Perek Yod Aleph, the last chapter, an initial acceptance, realization. This is what I need. And we need to uh, be diagnosed, self-diagnosed or by others, before we can, uh, we can trudge down the path of, of, of acquisition. So after it's become clear to us, after we've become steadfast in our minds and hearts, 
This is what we need to do. This is what we want to. Etzel ha'adam chobat ha'nekiyut v'azorich bo. Achash shekvar hisig ha'zehirut v'hazehirut b'mashen itasek b'darkei kniyatam v'itrachek memafsidehem. He says, furthermore, Misilad Yishayim tells you, he reminds us, this is a process. This builds one on top of the other. We talked earlier in Mesilat Yisharim about the Kinyan, about acquiring the Midah of Zerizut, that was with regards to the Mitzvot Aseh, and Zehirut, that was with regards to the Mitzvot Lota Aseh. We talked about those, we talked about the care, the precision in those, and how it went a step further when we talked about Nikiyut. Nikiyut, to a certain extent, was Zehirut 2.0. It was Zehirut to a higher level. After you began with Zerizut, you progressed to Zerizut, you made your way to Nikiyut, cleanliness of Perik Yodalef, at this point, there will be nothing, no barriers, nothing preventing you uh, from actually going out and acquiring Nikiyut. Ela, what is it? It's just Loam it's Hasid. It's that you can't become a Naki if you don't know what Nikiyut is. But I've worked on myself, that's right. You've gone out into nature, so to speak, with regards to Ahabat Hashem. But what is it to then achieve? So I've, I've set myself, I've built the appropriate scenery. I built, put myself in the proper context. But now what is it? You need to know. You need to be able to know all the diktukim, all the details, so that you can appropriately and rightfully uh, be scrupulous and fulfill them uh, all. Uh, we say at the end of the tefillah every day, based on the Gemara and Masechet Megillah and Kafchet, that Kol Hashone Halachot Bechol Yom Muftah Lo Ben Haolam Haba. We don't say anyone who's Mikayem Kol Halachot Bechol Yom. We say Kol Hashone Halachot Bechol Yom. Anyone who studies them. Of course, he's going to quote at the end of this Perik, the Gemara at the end of the first chapter, Masechet Kiddushin, that Talmud is Gadol Shemevi Lide Maaseh. But effectively, what he is strengthening is that same point. I saw this in the commentary of Rabbi Amar on our Perik. Is that same point. To be shone those halachot is to a certain extent, once it's kvarhit ametetz adam, once you're steadfast in what you want to do, there's still one barrier. You need to know the laws. They'll, you'll be prone to all sorts of skewed thought in situation is this permitted, is it not permitted? Without knowledge of the law, as steadfast as you might want to be in following it, uh, you'll give in to temptations, you'll give in to desires, you'll have skewed thought because you don't know the law, says Mesilat Yesharim. Knowledge of the law is where it begins. Knowledge and understanding of what's entailed in those diktukim, in those details, those particulars, the minutia of each one of the halachot. Ve'alken, hine. Zehirut and Zerizut, we dealt out with earlier in Mesilat Yesharim. Zerizut was with regards to Mitzvot Aseh, Zehirut was with regards to Mitzvot Lot Aseh, earlier Perakim. Ve'alken, hine sarich lo behechreach yedi'ata halachot al buryam ladaat anfeham mitzvot ad hechan hem magi'im. As a result, it's necessary, behechreach, with all necessity, and that we have knowledge of the halachot al-buryam in their entirety, so that we know every branch, every derivative, as well as, as of course, the shorashim, their sources. Now, it's to understand what it is that we need to do, to be mit'ametet. The truth is, you see, Mesilat Yisharim began the book by making clear to us that it needs to be, in Perek Aleph, 
the very beginning, Mesilat Yesharim said, you want to know what Chovato Shel Adam is? It yitbarer v'yitamet etzel ha'adam ma'chovato ba'olam, ba'olamo. You need to know what's your mission in this world. Okay, but it means that you begin with an understanding of what it is you need to do, what your purpose is. He'll follow us through the entire book in that fashion. Furthermore, even if you've already learned the requisite amount, uh, but it's, we're prone to forget. There are many details. It's dvarim haddakim. They're thin and very fine-tuned. All the halachot of Torah. As if a person has brought themselves through zehirut and zerizut, it's mitamet etzlo, that he wants nikiyut. Now knowledge and remembering, retaining that knowledge is absolutely necessary. The, the importance of learning halacha daily, the importance of knowing halacha through the study and the continuous review of it is what Mesilat Yesharim is very much strengthening us in. Hacham Avadya Yosef famously taking off from the Hachamim's um, approach to Talmud, how we're supposed to break up our day in specific ways, says, but in today's day and age, when most people won't have the ability to study the amount that Harambam has us as lay people studying, he says we have to dedicate ourselves first and foremost to halakha. It's Mesilat Yesharim, not saying it in the same way, but halakha is a prerequisite to fulfillment of mitzvot. You can't follow mitzvot if you don't know what to do. And even if you do know what to do without review, you are prone to and will certainly forget. Furthermore, and so too, says Mesilat Yishayim, not only with regards to halachot, our divrei hachamim of utmost importance for nikiyut, but with regards to the second part of Perek Yod Aleph, the second aspect of the midah of nikiyut, and that was character traits, midot, mukrahat lo kiryat ma'amare ha-musar la-kadmonim la-achronim, ki pe'amim rabot, as much as a person has, perhaps, brought themselves to a state of mind and heart where they have fine-tuned their character traits, they're aware, their understanding of where they should be, where they want to be. It's, it's, not a, it's not a far off thought to realize and to accept and understand that we will become lax in them. We will forget and not be fully aware of every circumstance without a continuous study and review of these matters. He says, by reading it, there'll be opened new vistas with regards to understanding, new visions, new understandings uh, that you may have not uh, p- put your head and mind to initially. Sometimes you'll open up a book not realizing where it's going to bring you. And it's not even bringing you to the words that are on the page, it's bringing you beyond them. It's for that reason, this sort of notion and mention of Mesilat Yesharim, that historically the Ba'ale Musar had particular ways and derachim to learning Musa. 
I heard more than once that Rabbi Elia Lapian used to teach the students. They had a masore, they had a tradition, going back to the father of uh, the Baale Musar, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, how to study Musar, how to read Misilat Yesharim, with a tune, with a certain seriousness, with a repetitive nature. Uh, because uh, what you were doing, what you're hoping to do, is not only to have knowledge, but to let it penetrate your heart, to let it become part of your essence, to inspire you beyond the intellect, to make it part and parcel of who you are. That's what he's describing over here. He says it's going to bring you both intellectually, but also emotionally beyond the words on the page. I mentioned to Ralph a few days ago that I met with Rav Volbe. Rav Volbe was one of the great Baalei Musar, passed away some decade and a half or so ago. And uh, when I met with him, one of the friend who I was with said, uh, when we learn Musar, should we, can we learn it individually or is it important to learn with Havruta? So listen, you can learn it with Havruta, and you should, because it should be a real study. You should go back and forth and have questions and be midakdek in every word to understand it. So, but there needs to be an individual time as well. You need to give yourself the ability, which might not be the same in all intellectual pursuits, but it's an emotional, it's a, it's a psychological transformation uh, to let this penetrate your heart, to determine who you are, who you want to be, how does this speak to me? Not just what is the reality over here. It's not we're dealing per se with objective truths. It's objective, but it's something that needs to touch me, needs to be relevant to me. The, the truth is, they, uh, the story is told by several that uh, Rabbi Salavechik, Zichron Olivracha, during the summers in Boston, or an onset rather in Massachusetts, his students used to, many of his students used to go and study with him even after the yeshiva uh, time, even after the Zeman was over. But they used to learn different Masechtot. They used to learn Masechet Hala one summer. I know one of my rabbis studied with him. Masechet Keritot. These are Masechtot that are not generally learned as part of the regular curriculum in a yeshiva. But uh, one summer, in addition to those limudim of the Gemara, Kodashim, Taharot, or Zera'im, he was teaching them Likuteh Halachot of the, of the Alter Rebbe. Likuteh Halachot is from the is, is Sefer Tanya. Tanya is a philosophical Chabad uh, thought. No, 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 the Alter Rebbe, Reb Shner Zalman of Layedi. Now, so Likuteh Halachot, are you thinking about different Likuteh Halachot? No, no, the Likut. So, um, and... Uh, and what he was doing with them was he was studying this and learning with them. He, at a young age, was inspired by a Chabad rabbi. And at a certain point, he just disbanded it. He stopped teaching it to them. And uh, they couldn't understand why, but they continued learning with him, the Gemara. But one of the students had the audacity to ask him, so why did you stop teaching us? He says, I looked around the room and I understood. Here are boys who only want my mind. None of them are interested in my heart. I said, as a result, I discarded the whole effort. It wasn't worth it. I'm going to be speaking to them from the heart, but it's not going in. So I'll share my mind with them. My heart will be lost. He bemoaned. He spoke more than once about the fact. He said, in America, he found many people who were inspired with their hands and with their legs and with their minds. He said, the heart of Judaism, the heart of Torah and mitzvot, he felt was lost on the American scene. The Americans seemed to have become uh, too business-like with regard, too practical and pragmatic with regards to their thought, they couldn't truly get into the essence of Torah mitzvot, of connectedness to Borei Olam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I can only imagine. You can only imagine. Wow. I mean, the story, I, I've told this story more than once. I heard this story from one of my rabbis in, in Mir Yeshiva, from Rabbi Eli Baruch Finkel. Rabbi Eli Baruch Finkel told the following story. He said he had a high-level student, and the high-level student he had learning, what's that? No. No connection. Cousin. Distant cousin. 
uh, passed away while I was in the yeshiva. And uh, he said he had a high-level student, and he had him learning with a very old man, an old man from Eastern Europe, from the uh, yeshivot of old. And uh, he had them learning together. He had a young American student who was one of the top elite students, and he said uh, it was great for him to learn with the authentic Torah back from Eastern Europe. And they were studying together, and then after a couple of weeks, he, uh, he, didn't, he wasn't paying attention. He assumed everything was going great. And uh, he bumped into this older man, and the older man said, I don't know what happened. The young man stopped coming. He said, why did he stop coming? He said, I have no idea why he stopped coming. So he went to the young man. He was ready to rebuke him. He said, why did he stop going to learn with the rabbi? What happened? I was, well, I was, he got such an opportunity. When do you get this sort of situation? You could study with someone one-on-one in such a fashion. He said, to tell you the truth, the learning was fantastic, rabbi. He said, but I, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you the honest truth. He said, you have to tell it to me. He said, but what would happen is we'd be learning strong with depth and different understandings. And, and then after half an hour, the rabbi would fall asleep. I didn't know what to do. So I would just sit there and twiddle my fingers and just hang out for 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I just watched the, the clock tick by. And then he'd wake up and the learning was great. But then he'd fall asleep again. He said, this type of thing happened. It just wasn't going for me. So the rabbi heard him through. He understood. Wasn't fully certain what he was going to do, but he went back, he said. I remember him telling us. He went back to the older rabbi, and he had to tell him the story. He had to tell him what happened. So he went to the older rabbi, and he said, listen, this is what happened. He starts treading carefully as he's telling him the story, and the older rabbi stops him in the middle. He says, American Bahur, Americanish Bahur. And he says, what do you mean? He says, for Americans, Torah is like business, and everything needs to be set in its time. If the learning time is from 9 to 12.30, it's 9 to 12.30 at 12.30, you close the books and you walk out. At 2 o'clock, you return and you begin the study again. He says, for me, what can I tell you? I'm from the old country. Torah for me is my way of life. Torah for me is so the sleep took place in the middle over here because I was tired. Pop my head back up and now I continue going. If I needed to stop for some food in the middle, so I stopped for some food. But it was hyena v'orech yamen. It became part and parcel. It is who I am. So Misilat Yesharim, back to this point, in terms of ingraining within us character traits, in terms of transforming who we are, not just understanding, it's with Hatmada. The more you repeat something, and I, we know this psychologically, the Ba'alei Musa were great in terms of their understanding of the human psyche. The more you repeat something, more it becomes part and parcel of who you are. The more we read Torah, and there's something to be said for this as well, and we've been doing it for thousands of years, just chanting words of Torah, the more they become what's us. I mention it all the time, the Gemara and Masechet Sukkah that describes when a child is old enough, you begin to teach them Torah. You teach them Torah Tzivala and Moshe, you teach them Shema Yisrael. At what age? The Gemara says, Mishiyodea when they just know how to speak, but they don't understand anything. It's too, a child is one and a half, two years old. It's just uttering words. The more you train them to just say those words, the more it becomes who they are. It becomes their defining feature. These words are who I am. I'm not even fully certain what they mean yet. It's in that context. I always remember the story when Reblazer Silver came into the monastery after the war and he was trying to go retrieve the children who uh, during the Holocaust were tucked away in the monasteries and in the churches um, in order to uh, safeguard them, uh, preserve them instead of being killed by the Nazis. And they were told, your kind's not among us. If there were Jews, they're no longer Jews. They were baptized, but we don't know about such a thing. And he said, I want just a minute. I heard this from his grandson to verify the facts. (laughs) 
I want just a minute. I just want one minute. So they gathered all the children into a room, at least on one occasion. And he yelled out, Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. And he noticed, and everybody watched as kids fell to tears, how they thought about their parents, how they yelled out, Mommy, or they thought about their father. Because those words became part and parcel of who they were. Musa then says in Silat Yisharim, through the Hatmada, through the repetitive nature, through just making certain this is who I am, has a way of inspiring us beyond the cognition. It becomes who we are, it defines us in ways that mind uh, could not, it becomes part of our spirit. Because the more our mind is inspired and awakened to the matter, we in turn pay attention and realize and notice all the sides. And then it blossoms and it flourishes and we become more knowledgeable and become more inspired and become better people. This is the ways the detractors in life from the, de- from the midah of Nikiyut are identical to that of Zihirut. You might remember Zihirut, we had three major detractors. They were Tirda Olamit, which was a reference to the fact that we're very busy and as a result it's difficult for us to focus ourselves and to muster the courage and strength and energy to take care of it. It was furthermore the Hevra Ra'ah, the social pressures and atmosphere which can take us away from it. And lastly it was the Shok and Latzon, the cynicism and the mockery and scornfulness all of those can bring you away from the kiyut as well. Venosaf alehim says Mesilati Sharim, Hesron habikiyut, bidiata dinim, oham musarim komoshikatavnu. It's not being well versed and knowledgeable in the musarim and the halachot. There is in the uh, yeshiva world a story that's told that uh, when, when uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter came to visit uh, Velazhin Yeshiva, he was interested. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter again was the the trailblazer of the Ba'alei Musar, of the Musar movement. And what he was interested in doing was not only teaching lay people words of rebuke and inspiration, he wanted it to infiltrate the yeshivot as well. The yeshivot in Eastern Europe were very cerebral, very focused on the Talmud above and beyond anything else. They didn't want to focus on any of those other sorts of matters. Even halacha was somewhat th- theoretical for them. Of course, they performed it, but they didn't study it. They studied Talmud. That was who they were. There was a danger some 200 years ago of Haskalah, of secularism that was taking over and, and affecting many of the students. So Rabbi Yisrael Salanta came to Velazh and Yeshiva trying to convince them that it's time to study Musar, even the Yeshiva boys. And famously, Rabbi Chaim Brisker, Rabbi Chaim Salavechik responded, he said, the Gemara Masechi Berachot and Dafhe says that if the Yeser Hara seems to be overtaking you, first and foremost, you want to be mitgare, you want to pit it against your Yeser Hatop. Initially, you just see, can you defeat it? If you can, fantastic. If not, if not, study Torah. If that's not effective, if you can't beat it then, whatever it is that's driving you to do the wrong thing, to think the wrong way, so then you should have thoughts of, uh, of, of death, of somber uh, thoughts, and to get serious in that respect. So Sir turned Reb Chaim Brisker to Reb uh, Yisrael Salant and he said, I don't understand. He says, you're speaking about the last stage, 
The last stage is that you need to be maskir yom hamita, musar, in that respect, the fire and brimstone, the inspiration. It says us, we're before it. We're defeating it with the Beit HaMidrash. It says, says, if a doctor is to prescribe for a patient castor oil, which I guess was once used or maybe still used, anyway, castor oil could work under some circumstances. It says, if it's a healthy person, he says, that's our students, so then we don't need the castor oil. If anything, it's going to hurt us. It's going to damage us. It's going to make us downtrodden and depressed. That's the story as it said in the Yeshivot. In Rabbi Yechiel uh, um, um, Weinberger's uh, book, that's Sri De'esh, and Sri De'esh, who was a strong student of Slabadka, and he says that he heard the second part of the story. He heard it straight from Rabbi Tzalab Blazer, from Rabbi Yitzchak Blazer, who was a student of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. He says the response is, and he didn't tell the whole story, he said the response to such a claim is that Musar itself is part of the Talmud. The assumption of Rabbi Chaim Brisker was, well, we're studying Torah, so the Musar is unnecessary because that's the castor oil. No, they're one and the same. Misilat Yisharim in this Perek is coupling them together. He's not defining it per se as something altogether different. It's under the same heading, suggested Rabbi Tzala. He says they're under the same heading. It's all Talmud Torah. When the Gemara says you're supposed to be Moshechet Lebet HaMidrash, it's through not only words of Halakha, it's through words of Musara as well. Again, the concept, as I understand it, being that to connect and to understand on a cognitive level is one thing, but you need to still connect on an emotional, psychological level. In other words, to connect to Torah, to Borei Olam with my mind is fantastic. It's more than once been my suggestion of Kol Hashedibir Adonai Na'aseh, that Am Yisrael or Makdim Na'aseh Tenishma, which the Hachamim envision, Masechet Shabbat and Daf Perhet, as the most wonderful thing in the world. The Malachim came and they gave us reward for it, crowns and so forth. And then shortly thereafter, 40 days later, Heta Egel, I've always wondered if their connectedness in that moment was a cerebral, intellectual, cognitive connection. Sure, Kadosh Baruch Hu, we're yours. It makes sense. It's rationally speaking the right thing to do. But they weren't truly in it. And the proof, potentially, is that as HaKadosh Baruch Hu descends, so to speak, at Har Sinai, every Vayar Ha'am, Vayanu'u, Vayamdu Merahok, they stand back. They're not capable of moving forward. Emotionally, they were not there yet. The concept of, of, uh, of intertwining Musar together with Halakha, which Mesilat Yesharim brings forth in this Perik, is a fundamental one. So many people have and continue to be lost with regards to their connection because they over-intellectualize. It's not to say that you can't and shouldn't. Of course, you're supposed to understand. Suppose you're supposed to be rational. Nobody's arguing differently. But if you're missing the heart in it, if, uh, if the avodah shibbalev becomes an avodah shibbamoach bilvad, if your connectedness to Borei Olam becomes one which is only about your mind, only about what makes sense and postulates and formulations, well, you're missing a big part of it. We know it in our relationships with anyone and everyone else. V'nosaf adahim chesron abikiyut b'idiyat adinim al-musurim. Ukvar amruzal concludes Mesilat Yesharim this perik. V'lo am ha'aretz hasid. The Mishnah Perkei Avot says that an am ha'aretz, a person who's an ignoramus, who knows nothing, can't become a pious one, will not be a hasid. Ki mi shelo yeda yefshan la'asot. If you don't know, you will not be able to appropriately perform. And so too, the Gemara that we mentioned earlier, 
earlier, Talmud Gadol Shemevili De Ma'aseh. Talmud is very important as it brings you to Ma'aseh. Let's just briefly begin the first paragraph here in Perik Yod Gimal. Perik Yod Gimal enters us into the next Midah. From Nikiyut, we rise, hopefully, to the Midah of Perishut. Perishut, simply stated, well, Lifrosh usually means to, to move away from. I imagine the translation is something like abstinence. There it is. Abstinence, it means staying away from. These are all words that the rabbis use very often in the context of separating. That the passageway, the pathway to Hasidut, which is a, a, another character that we'll arrive at along the journey of Mesilat Yesharim, is Perishut. It's hand in hand with it. It leads you into it. This is everything we've mentioned until now. For it to characterize it, you'd characterize it as the passageway and the pathway to Sitkut. From here on in, we're talking about Hasidut. We'll have to fine-tune what those two terms obviously mean. Again, back to Zihirut and Zirizut. Zihirut, the Surmera, the Zirizut, the Asetob, one moving away from, understanding the danger of sins and prohibitions, and Zirizut, the importance, the necessity of mitzvot and going forward to the mandates. Uh, so too over here it says Perishut goes hand in hand with Hasidut. We don't know Hasidut yet, but Perishut begins at That was Zehirut and Zerizut. He says, if you want the principle of Perishut, it's the Gemara Yevamot Avkav Kadesh Atzmecha Bamutalach. You should separate or sanctify yourself. With that, or from that, which is even permitted to you. Says very importantly, and we'll conclude with this. Says, what's perishut? Well, he's in, in this context almost touching on the concept of Kiddushah. He'll directly attach himself to Kiddushah. The Gemara at the very beginning, Masechet Kiddushin, and Daf Beta Mutbet says, what does it mean for a man to say to a woman, He has separated her from all else, almost like something which is separated from Borei Olam. So that reason when we translate at the weddings, the rabbi usually tells the Hatan to say, behold, you are sanctified to me. I've always been tempted to say, behold, you are distinguished. Behold, you are separate. It's not sanctified, like Tosafot asks. If it's sanctified, then she's asur to me. It's that she's sanctified from others, that she's separated from others. Perishut, fundamentally, though, he says, is shiloyifka ba'isur atzmo. Whereas, and this is from the notes here of Rabbi Baum, whereas for Ramban Nachmani, in his commentary to the beginning of Parashat Kedoshim, Kedushah means above and beyond Isurim. These are the Isurim, Shasa Isurim in the Torah, 365 Isurim in the Torah. Now go beyond that. Don't be a Naval Bishuta Torah. Don't overindulge. It has nothing to do with Isur. It's not because it'll bring me to sin. It's just a wrong lifestyle. Mesilat Yesharim says, you want to know what Perishut and what Kedushah is? Kedushah and Perishut are so that you don't fall prey to the Isurim themselves. We'll return to this point next time. Baruch Amen ve'amen.